These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Submissions regarding the proposed sand mine at Bob's Farm were released on Monday ahead of a review by the Department of Planning. Of the over 250 public submissions, not one was made in support of the proposed mine. Residents, community groups and government organisations voiced their concerns over the project. Port Stephens MP Kate Washington said the community's views were made abundantly clear. The community's submissions have joined with government departments, community groups and PNCs all opposing the sand mine. So now with the level of concern now being expressed, I'm asking the developer to pack up his bags and walk away. A truck with an oversized load became stuck on the M1 northbound off-ramp at Cameron Park on Monday, causing chaos and preventing motorists from getting onto the Newcastle Link Road. The truck was carrying a large concrete dome pressure vessel, which became wedged between the concrete barriers on either side of the roadway. A crane was later brought in to remove the dome, finally freeing it in the early hours of Tuesday morning. A listing on the Australian Stock Exchange on Tuesday revealed the federal government provided $384,000 in funding to MEC Resources, the company conducting seismic blasting off the coast of Newcastle and the Central Coast. News of the funding from the government outraged members of the community who have opposed the PEP 11 project over the last 12 months. Natasha Dean from Save Our Coast said it was a disappointing act from the government. The fact that the government is putting our money into propping up an oil or gas company that is going to inflict seismic blasting oil or gas fields on our coast when the community opposition is massive is to us so upsetting we feel completely betrayed by our government. Meanwhile, oil and gas companies at Gasco announced its withdrawal from PEP11, citing the project unattractive for shareholders. Firefighters carried out backburning on Tuesday night around a bushfire which burnt through more than 170 hectares at Wakefield. A southerly change created some problems for crews early on Wednesday morning, with a number of spot fires breaking out beyond containment lines to the west of Marsh Road. Chris Garlick from the RFS said on Wednesday morning no properties were under threat. Lake Macquarie Council was urging residents on Wednesday to make sure their backyard pools are up to scratch to prevent tragedy. New data showed more than 70% of the city's backyard pools didn't meet safety standards and 40% still didn't make the grade upon re-inspection. Senior Compliance Officer Debizian Lee Matobi said it's an important issue for the water-loving city. We need to be able to say as a local government area that we're doing everything that we possibly can to make sure that our particularly high numbers of swimming pools are safe and that we can live in very close proximity to them and make sure that we don't end up becoming part of some of the very tragic statistics that we see. On Thursday, Lake Macquarie Senator Brian Burston reported a clash with One Nation advisor James Ashby to the Australian Federal Police. The fight broke out at Parliament House on Wednesday night following Senator Burston's allegations One Nation leader Pauline Hanson had made unwanted sexual advances towards him. Pauline Hanson denied claims she tried to proposition her former colleague and said she wants to move on. I'm not going to continue with this. I've more important things that are happening that I want to deal with on the floor parliament today. I've got floods in Queensland so I just think it's retaliation and it's, and it's a shame. This has happened in parliament. It's not what I wanted to see happen. 
New South Wales Police established Strike Force Wandera on Thursday to investigate circumstances which led to the death of a six-month-old boy in New Lambton over the weekend. The young boy died at the John Hunter Hospital on Sunday night after suffering a traumatic head injury in the early hours of Saturday morning. Police say the 28-year-old man charged with murder over the incident was in a relationship with the boy's mother. Detective Superintendent John Kurlitek said the message is, if you hurt your children, you will be prosecuted. It's our community responsibility to look after all kids. Uh, regardless of the relationship you're in with uh, the, the mother or the father or what your relationship with the child, we owe it to all children to look after them. Uh, there are countless in New South Wales reports of, of child abuse that come to this squad to go to family and community services to go to New South Wales Health that we investigate and prosecute people. A teacher faced court on Friday accused of grooming and indecently assaulting a 15-year-old student in the Hunter. Police allege the 26-year-old woman sent explicit images of herself to a student at the high school where she was employed. Officers arrested the woman at her Y.E. home on Thursday night. She was charged with groomed child for unlawful activity, aggravated indecent assault of a child under 16 and three counts of aggravated sexual touching of another person. The woman was granted strict conditional bail the case was adjourned until April. And the Newcastle Light Rail took its first load of passengers from Newcastle Beach to the city's transport interchange on Friday morning. The Premier rode to the interchange alongside fellow politicians and some lucky locals to mark the project's completion. Services will officially begin on Monday following a free community day on Sunday. Premier Gladys Berejiklian said the trip was a historic moment for the city. A strong Newcastle is a strong hunter. A strong hunter is a strong Newcastle. We've believed in this city. We've believed in the region and that's why we're investing record amounts and to everybody who said it would never happen here it is